there and welcome to the Little Yarrow podcast. My name is Kate. I'm a naturopath and postpartum doula here to share with you ancient wisdom for modern mothers. Welcome to this episode of the Little Yarrow podcast. Today I want to talk all about something that's really common in pregnancy and postpartum and that is venous issues. So that includes things like varicose veins and hemorrhoids. Now, in pregnancy, our blood volume does increase by about 50% to help with the increased demands of our growing body and growing baby. So this therefore puts pressure on the veins. And then once this happens, the valves in the veins can become quite weak. They can become quite leaky, which can then cause congestion of the blood in the veins. So that's where you can get quite sore, swollen veins, often in your legs, feet, um, these are quite common, um, particularly more so in later pregnancy, but if, if it's a subsequent pregnancy and you've already had a child or multiple children before, they can often appear earlier. Um, also, our progesterone hormone is increased, which relaxes the smooth muscles and can impair venous return of the blood. So all of these things can really contribute to the development of venous issues. Then on top of that, we also have in the later stages of pregnancy, the pressure of the baby in the pelvis, um, putting that pressure on the veins as well, which can cause worsened varicose veins. It can cause hemorrhoids. Um, It can also, the childbirth process itself, like the pushing phase can also cause hemorrhoids as well because of that pressure and the straining. But the, the biggest thing that really contributes to um, development of these issues is constipation. So if you are struggling with constipation, which is super common in pregnancy due to hormonal changes, that can really worsen um, venous issues. And then postpartum as well. Postpartum constipation is quite common once again because of hormonal changes and especially if you um, require pain relieving medications, they can be quite constipating as well. So the number one thing to really do first of all is to treat constipation. So things like making sure you're well hydrated and you're drinking two to three litres of water a day, that you're having lots of fibre, lots of green leafy vegetables. You can also take things like slippery elm to help get things moving, having lots of things like stewed fruits and fruit in general just to help um, relieve constipation. Other things you can do, so for varicose veins, doing leg inversions, so for about 10 to 15 minutes a day, actually laying down and popping your feet against the wall, that can really help to relieve the pressure. Um, exercise daily is really important for promoting blood circulation as well, particularly swimming, walking, yoga, things like lunges in yoga can be really helpful as well. If they're really super swollen and painful, support stockings can be very helpful as well. Um, massage, so having um, getting massage, we don't want to be massaging the actual varicose veins, but just massaging the legs can help with um, promoting blood circulation and relieving that swelling and relieving the stagnation. Um, Increasing vitamin C foods. Um, So having vitamin C um, really helps with protecting the capillaries. It helps with strengthening the circulatory system um, and it's really helpful. So taking about 1,000 milligrams a day of vitamin C with bioflavonoids. So the most common... Uh, or the most useful bioflavonoid 
for venous issues is rutin. So foods that contain rutin are things like lemons, grapes, plums, black currants, grapefruit, apricots, blackberries, because the bioflavonoids is what gives these fruits their really vibrant color. And then also, you know, the other vitamin C rich foods like citrus, um, berries, capsicum, rose hips um, in the herbal tea form is really rich in vitamin C, broccoli, cherries, cantaloupe, tomatoes, really ensuring that you're getting a lot of vitamin C to help with um, strengthening the veins, helping with the elasticity of the veins as well. Um, That can be really helpful. Other herbs you can take are oat straw and nettle. Um, They're really great for helping to strengthen the capillaries and helping with varicose veins and hemorrhoids. Um, they're known as nutritive tonics, so they're really they're like almost like nature's herbal multivitamins. They're really rich in vitamins and minerals. Horse chestnut is another herb that you can take um, to help. It's really well known specifically for treating venous issues, so treating um, varicose veins, treating hemorrhoids, and you can take about take two hundred fifty milligrams twice a day in tablet, or you can get a tincture made up from a naturopath as well. Like you could even get a tincture made up with say oat straw, nettle and horse chestnut to help with supporting the circulatory system. Um, You can apply witch hazel topically. Don't take it internally, but topically you can apply it. It's a really great astringent. So it helps with strengthening the veins, strengthening the capillaries. Um, and you get the alcohol-free one, so you can get it from the chemist. It comes in a bottle. You may have seen it before, but some people like to use it as a toner on their skin because of the astringent properties. So you can just get like a, a flannel or get like cotton pads and soak it in the witch hazel and then gently um, pat it over the varicose veins. Um, and you can put it on hemorrhoids as well. But once again, just make sure you get the alcohol-free version, otherwise it will sting. Um, horse chestnut, you can get that in an ointment as well. So you can use the ointment, um, for the varicose veins and also for hemorrhoids. Um, black tea bags as well. They're like black tea is very astringent. So if you make a cup of tea and then take the tea bag out and just strain it off a bit, um, like squeeze out the excess fluid and let it cool down, you can actually use that on hemorrhoids and varicose veins as well, just lightly like a compress to help with the the tannins, which are the chemical components in the tea, have those astringent properties. So you can use that. Um, If hemorrhoids are quite itchy, which they can be, you can use baking, make a baking soda paste. So just baking, a bit of baking soda with water and apply it. Um, You know, sometimes they can bleed as well. So things like um, calendula balm can be really nice and anti-inflammatory it can be really healing and soothing as well um and having herbal sitz baths as well I spoke about this in the in my last episode how to do a herbal sitz bath so specifically for hemorrhoids you could do witch hazel um calendula lavender they would be really nice blend to help with strengthening the capillaries and reducing the inflammation um and helping with the healing as well So these are some different things you can do both in pregnancy and postpartum. So it's really common and they can be really painful and annoying, but there is a lot of natural things you can do 
through your diet and through supplementation and through herbs to really help make a difference, especially lifestyle um, changes as well, which I mentioned, particularly with exercise and movement, anything that's going to promote proper blood circulation and increase the strength of the capillaries is really going to help with any venous issues in pregnancy and postpartum. So I hope that you found this episode really helpful. Make sure you share it with your pregnant friends or your mum friends. If you want to know more about how herbal medicine can support you in pregnancy and postpartum, you can join the waitlist for my course Herbal Medicine for Birth. And you can also check out my ebook Herbal Medicine, oh sorry, Botanical Medicine for New Mothers. Um, it's a really great ebook with heaps of really um, simple, easy herbal remedies that you can use for many different conditions. So you can check out um, the ebook on my website and you can also join the wait list for Herbal Medicine for Birth on my website as well.